For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Unexpected trouble? CashNet USA can take the stress out of borrowing emergency funds. Our fast, secure application process makes it easy to apply online 24-7. Plus, CashNet USA offers same-day funding if approved before 10.30 a.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday. Additional terms may apply. Visit CashNetUSA.com or tap the banner to apply today. What's going on, Bird Gang? This is Darren Sproles here. I just want to thank you all for tuning in to Eagles Broad of the Broad Network. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave a five-star rating. Fly, Eagles, fly. This is a Brawl Network production. You're listening to the Eagles Brawl Podcast. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! Here to take you on the road to victory. It's Connor Miles, Ed Cross, Johnny Page, and Tyler Steech. All right, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Eagles Brawl of the Brawl Network, powered by Manscaped, DraftKings, and Fanatics. Wherever you get the podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever you're listening, we greatly appreciate it. Co-host Connor Miles here with the host of Locked On Sooners and Cowboys Brawl. I know I have to say that, though. I have to introduce them that way. It is gross having Cowboys fans on the podcast, but... John isn't just a normal Cowboys fan. John covers the Oklahoma Sooners where the Eagles' new starting quarterback, Jalen Hurts, shined. And I say shined because he was in a Heisman runner-up under Lincoln Riley. So, John, thanks for joining the show. I know we we can't do anything about the Cowboys affiliation. Uh, at least we're both thinking this year or else this podcast would be a little bit different. But I'm glad that you were able to come on with me and talk Jalen Hurts because – I don't know if you've been following the, the, the vibe around Philly or the noise around Philly right now. Uh, I know you probably spent so much time watching Jalen Hurts, though. But, I mean, it's not that much excitement about him, man. The whole entire talk is they bench Carson Wentz. Like, they can't believe it. Like, the, the franchise quarterback, the idol, how do you face Carson Wentz? We're all thinking of the offseason now. We're all missing what's happening at hand. And it's, I mean, it's Jalen Hurts' first career NFL start. I'm excited. Like he's a rookie quarterback making his first career start. Had a really great college career at Alabama and Oklahoma. So I thought instead of focusing on Carson and his issues right now, I want to start paying pay attention to the new kid. I want to start paying attention to that side Mercedes that the Eagles are about to put some miles on. So John, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for talking to me about Jalen Hurts and putting aside our rivalry for a second, man. What do you think about Jalen Hurts? I just need to know. I loved him at Oklahoma did not think that highly of him coming out of Alabama thought he was a gimmick quarterback that could just run the ball a lot then Lincoln Riley gets his hands on him 
And wow, what a completely different player. He looked like a natural quarterback. What did you think about his one? His I know it was only lone season in Oklahoma, but you got to watch it extensively. What did you think of the kid? So I think you're absolutely right on. The guy that you saw at Alabama and the guy that you saw at Oklahoma were completely different players. Uh, and that and some of that goes to the coaching ability and the quarterback whispering ability of Lincoln Riley, just his offensive scheme ability. And but I also want to give Jalen Hurts some credit too because he was a completely different thrower from Alabama to Oklahoma as well. And I, and I think that's one of the things that you're going to love about Jalen Hurts is that he's a guy that's going to put in the work and he's going to grind to improve his craft. There are several stories about his time during at Oklahoma that after a game, he'd go to the weight room. Like he'd go lift weights and not just like do a, a light workout, but he's going in power lifting. You know, his, his first kind of lifting session at Oklahoma it like got all his teammates revved up. Like he was deadlifting like four or 500 pounds, something like that, just squatting crazy amounts of weight. I mean, so the guy puts in a ton of work. He puts in a lot of work to get better at his craft. And I think that's one of the things that the Eagles fans will love about Jalen Hurts as, as a football player, because, and, and this is not, you know, I don't, I don't, as we talk, I don't want to say anything. What I, what I'm saying about Jalen, I don't want it to become, to come off as a slight against Carson Wentz or anything like that. I just want to, to be clear on that, because Carson's his own guy. Jalen Hurts is his own guy. Right. No, um, you know more about Jalen Hurts yeah. than the Eagles fans do yeah. right now. So that's why you're uh, honest to talk about Jalen Hurts. Yeah. And so, you know, that's that's one of the things that you're going to love about him. I think the other thing is just the attitude. I mean, he, it did not take long for him to arrive in Norman and solidify himself as a leader in that locker room. I mean, this is a guy that transferred in, you know, Oklahoma had gotten used to transfer quarterbacks. That wasn't outside the norm for them. Baker Mayfield, then Kyler Murray, then in comes Jalen Hurts. But he completely like rallied that locker room around him. And he really set the tone for that year. And you saw it with any of his press you know, moments with the press after the game, before the game, you know, during press conferences during the week. He was very Marshawn Lynch-like a little bit in his, his responses to the media and it was like we're just focusing on the next thing we're just taking it one game at a time just very like short sound bites very serious very um, in the moment not really trying to look too far ahead it was really hard for anybody to get a smile out of him he could throw for 300 yards rush for 100 yards throw combined for six touchdowns and he would not be smiling after the game he'd just be like we're on to the next one you know just very like focused you know he he had a goal in mind he wanted to go and he wanted to win a national championship for Oklahoma it didn't turn out that way cuz they ran into a buzzsaw that was Joe Burrow and the LSU Tigers but i mean he he had a really really great season you know he didn't put up the passing numbers that you know Kyler and Baker did before him uh, it wasn't as efficient as a passer uh, you know he's not the the pinpoint accurate thrower that maybe you you'd hope for as a quarterback but he's got enough arm and he's accurate enough to be successful in the NFL. Uh, you know, one of the other things that you really love about him, I think is his just mental toughness. You go back to 2019. If, if Eagles fans really want to watch Jalen hurts at his best, go back to 2019 in the, the first Baylor game during the regular season where Oklahoma gets down 28 to three in the first half. Now you look at that in the first half and you're like, Oh, that's terrible. You, I don't want to watch that game. Well then go watch the second half of that game where the Oklahoma Sooners are able to rally back and overcome the Baylor bears and win that game. And then they go and they play Baylor again in the conference championship and they're never behind in that game. They completely you know, dominate. And so 
that's that's some of the things that you like about about Jalen Hurts. He's got all the intangibles that you want in a quarterback: mental toughness, a guy that's resilient. He's going to never give up on on a play, on a game, on on a drive. He's always going to keep you in games. Remind he reminds me a lot on on the intangibles front of Dak Prescott when he came out. You know, Dak wasn't necessarily the best passer. That's why he went in the fourth round. But he had a lot of these intang- intangibles: leadership, you know, uh, mental toughness, physical toughness. Uh, you know, a guy that was resilient, who'd kind of overcome some adversity, you know, their, their story is a little bit different, their adversity a little bit different, but, you know, Jalen Hurts had to overcome the adversity of, you know, being a guy that helped Alabama get to a national championship in, in his freshman year, or at least a, a game, and then getting benched for another guy and then having a transfer. Well, he had to overcome that as well. And so, I, you know, I, I think, you know, as a Cowboys fan, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little bit worried because I think Jalen Hurts has a chance to be a really good quarterback depending on how Doug Peterson uh, you know, develops him and, and molds his offense to fit him. But, you know, I, I, I'm also excited as a Sooners fan for Jalen Hurts to, to get an opportunity to start for the Eagles. I think, you know, he's got, he's got the tools to be great because it's not just what he can do now, but the things that he's going to work to develop as he goes and as he practices and as, you know, especially when he works in the off season. I was going to ask you, I mean, you go. He goes into that program, and he's replacing two number one picks in the draft, and Baker and Kyler. I mean, those are huge shoes to fill, especially at a, it's such a high top program in Oklahoma. When did you notice, like, because now you're looking at the Eagle situation where Carson Wentz is a leader of this team, and leaders on this team are already siding with Carson and wanting Carson to be out there. Uh, it's got to be tough for Jalen to go into a situation where he's replacing Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray, especially the presences that both of them had, and try to be the same type of leaders, same type of player that they were. When did you notice? Because it sounds like you you feel that he was a leader on the team. When did you no- start noticing right away? Like, oh, these guys have bought into Jalen Hurts. Like, he is the leader of this team. You know, they you know Lincoln Riley does this weird thing where he puts his quarterbacks in competitions even if it's obvious who's going to be the starting quarterback when they line up in, in the fall. But if you look at some of the things that Oklahoma's, you know, social media accounts put out on Twitter and spring ball and, you know, just in their workouts, it was pretty evident that Jalen Hurts was the leader of that team early in the spring after he arrived on, in Norman. And, you know, he, and then you saw it, you know, translate into the, you know, to just the rest of his career at Oklahoma that, you know, the guys rallied around him and the way that he played led that football team. You know, it was, again, it was a team that didn't play good defense. And so they needed their offense to be perfect every game. And there were times where they were, and then there were times they weren't, and they had to rally back at times. And yeah, he, he just, he just showed everything that you wanted. And I think he was a, a guy that, you know, resonated a lot with the Oklahoma fans because he had that, that toughness, that, the physical and the mental toughness, you know, Oklahoma is just a lot of ranchers, a lot of, you know, old cowboys and things like that. And, you know, you kind of, you want your, your team to kind of emulate what you are and in a way, and, and Jalen hurts, even though he's not from Oklahoma, he's, he's from the Houston area. He, he kind of emulated that. He had that mental toughness, that physical toughness, the guy that he's going to take on tacklers. He's going to try and run people over. Um, and, and he's not going to get down in a game. You know, he's not going to get, uh, thrown off if, if he throws a pick or if he fumbles the ball or if he has a bad drive or a bad throw, it's not going to completely throw off the game for him. He's just going to, I'm just going to get it the next time. And I think that's one of the things that I think bodes well for him as he 
you know, makes his first NFL start is he's not going to be bothered by any mistakes that he makes. He's going to continue to go out there and just do the things that he knows how to do. That's what I like to hear. That's what he's going to need to do, especially with this Eagles offense that's yeah. been falling apart all around him right, right. now. They need to, they need some kind of change and hopefully he sparks that real quick. But it sounds like you think he could be a franchise quarterback in this league. Uh, what's your best comparison to his skill set? Is it Dak? I would say right now, I would say, you know, where Jalen is now to where Dak was coming out of college, I think they're very similar. I think they I both I think they both have that physical running ability that you that you want, especially if your offensive line's not very good. You've got to have a guy that's got some escapability, that's got the toughness to stand in the pocket and then you know take a hit and then stay upright, which I think both of these guys can do. Uh, one thing that Eagles fans are going to like that Jalen Hurts brings to the table is that Doug Peterson's going to be able to bring in that read option on a regular basis. I mean, we've already seen it in little spurts this year with Jalen Hurts kind of taking some snaps, but I think it's going to allow that to be a very uh, focal part of the offense, a big part of the offense. And, you know, hopefully that opens up some things for Miles Sanders a little bit as well, who's, who's had some tough sledding. But, uh, you know, the, the play action game, I think, is something that you know, Doug Peterson's going to want to get involved because I think that was how Lincoln Riley helped Jalen Hurts to be so successful. You know, the, the read option, play action, the RPO game, Jalen Hurts can run all those things. I think you're going to want to roll them out. You know, do, do things that he does well. And, uh, you know, like Dak Prescott wasn't the guy that we saw earlier this season in 2016. He's not, he wasn't a straight drop back passer that you're expecting to throw for 400 yards or 300 yards every game. And so, you know, let's not go into this, the rest of this season or even 2021, if he's the starter in 2021, expecting him to be that guy right now, but he definitely has enough arm and talent to be that guy. And he definitely has enough uh, of the intangibles to develop into a guy that can be a franchise quarterback and can be a guy that throws you into games or when you wins you games with his arm, not just with his legs. He has one of the prettiest, nice, uh, prettiest touch passes I've ever seen. Honestly, it's, it floats right to his wide receiver's hands, it looks like. And interesting enough, I had Thor Nystrom on uh, probably episode 23 when after the Eagles draft when they drafted Jalen Hurts. And he compared him to Ricky Rubio. I thought that was such an interesting comparison. But, I mean, it kind of makes sense when you think about it. Jalen Hurts plays the quarterback position just like a point guard. Yes. I think that was, that was the best way to describe Dak Prescott's rookie year when he came in and replaced Tony Romo when we wasn't really expected to. Uh, he played that season like Dallas's point guard. And I agree with that. I don't, I, and plus I think Dak Prescott's a damn good quarterback. So if Joe and Hurts can live up to what Dak Prescott has becoming in the NFL, that's a good thing for the Eagles, uh, especially with what the such unknown that's happening right now with Carson Wentz. Uh, and then you talked about the offensive systems. That's what really I wanted to get into next was, I agree with you. You have to go straight RPOs with him, especially as a rookie right now. I wouldn't do anything else to overcomplicate uh, his plate. I did see Doug Pearson able to do so once on the fly with Nick Foles uh, when he was struggling in 2017 and completely flipped the script and go RPO offense, and he was successful with him. I don't know if Doug has the coaching to do it now with just himself and uh, literally nobody else, no Frank Riker, John D. Filippo there, so I'm not sure – it's going to be the best of that. I honestly think Doug's on the hot seat and probably done in Philadelphia after the season's done. So I'm not confident that he can develop the quarterback. I do think you need to ask your next coach, who do you believe in, Jalen or Carson, let him decide. But 
if I am building around Jalen Hurts and my focus is Jalen Hurts as the franchise quarterback, I completely agree with you because when he was coming out, I loved him. Loved him, John. I, I loved what Lincoln Riley did with him. He completely tapped into his quarterback potential. There's just some mechanical flaws that need to be worked on. And once they do get fixed, yes, I do believe the kid could be special, special in this league, especially with his his arm. It could be so much better than it is if the his th- the hitch that he has in his throwing motion get worked is worked on. I believe his arm would be a lot better than what he's shown so far. Uh, I don't know if you can win consistently with an RPO type offense, though. No. I do need to see some play action and all that stuff. I did think when, like I said, with Joan Hurts coming out, I thought Titans. Being behind Tannehill for a little bit in Arthur Smith's offense would be the perfect fit for him. Obviously was shocked when the Eagles picked him, but I'm not going to lie. I, I like him a lot. I think he has such that underdog mentality that it's hard not to root for that. You love that, and I love that in my quarterback. I mean, what do you think? You, I'm, like, I'm just going to ask you this personally. I know everybody's going to think, well, John likes the Cowboys. He's a Cowboys fan, but – I think if you've listened to the Cowboys Raw, if you listen to Lock On Sooners, you could tell by now you're not a biased fan. You like to keep it as honest as you possibly can when you're analysts. I honestly think Carson being on the bench is not good for him because you don't want Jalen Hurts on the field. I think the worst thing you do is let Jalen Hurts get on the field because I'm I think there should be a legit concern on Carson's side that now that Jalen's on the field, I might not be able to get my job back. Now, granted, there is only four games left, and this Philadelphia Eagles offense is completely falling apart in front of us. Well, it was never really established as is this season. But, I mean, I just know, I don't think if I was in Carson's shoes, I would want Jalen on the field because I don't know if he would be able to give the job back. I mean, I think we're really sleeping on how good this kid could possibly be. I agree. I think that's something that, you know, if you're a Carson, a Carson Wentz fan, you definitely need to be concerned about that because Jalen Hurts, he's a gamer, man. He's he's a legit football player. And I know that oversimplifies things a little bit, but he's a guy that is going to, you know, put you in position to win games. You know, I think it's one, of the, one of the things that was a bit of an issue was, you know, he had some fumbling issues at Oklahoma at times where he's a little bit loose with the football. I think that's something that he'll probably have corrected now. He's not going to be as as loose with it. He's going to hold on to it a little bit better. He's not going to throw throw bad throws. He's not going to force a lot of throws. I don't think this year. Uh, that's something that I noticed with him at Oklahoma is he wasn't going to you know force a lot of like 50-50 balls. And I think that was one of the things. One of the reasons like CD Lamb's production dropped off a little bit from Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray to Jalen Hurts is because Jalen just wasn't like forcing force feeding CD lamb like those other guys might have. And, and that's not a bad thing either because you don't really have wide receivers on the Eagles at this point in time that are going to be guys that can win those contested balls consistently. You know, you, you have guys that you want getting open and, and you want Jalen hurts throwing to open receivers and that's the hope and he will, and he, and he can find those guys and hit those guys uh, whether it's in the short passing game. And, you know, you saw it with his first career touchdown pass, in the you know at a deep ball, I mean that was a great throw. Pretty, that was a pretty throw. That was off balance throw mm-hmm. too. That was nice, very nice throw on and, his part. And so he's going to be able to make a lot of good things happen off schedule. And with this offensive line that the Eagles have, which is pretty you know much in the same shape that the Dallas Cowboys offensive line is, you're going to need a guy that can make some plays happen off schedule. And, and I think you saw a lot of that in his first you know this this past game where you know he made out a thrown for a lot of yardage, but he was he was uh, effective in the the scramble game as well, where when there wasn't anything downfield, he was making a quick decision. Okay. I'm going to run, get whatever yardage I can. 
And and that's that's one of the things that I think they're going to like about Jalen Hurts. He's not going to force balls downfield if, especially, there's you know five to ten yards of running room ahead of him where he can just pick that yardage up, live to fight for another play. What are some? Uh, we're all talking about the positives now. So, give the Eagles fans, give this Carson Wentz fan some ammo. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> let's just let's just talk about what because I don't know if this staff's going to be here next year, but. Name some flaws in his game, some issues that other than the hitch that I just mentioned, name some stuff that he needs to be developed on that if you're a coach, you want to get your hands on him for right away. Yeah, so I mentioned that the ball security was a bit of an issue at Oklahoma, and that was both when he was dropped back to pass as a a thrower and running with the football. You know, there were a couple times where he got, especially down near the goal line, I don't know if it was just him just trying to reach out for the end zone or what, but uh, the, the ball would just pop out inside the five-yard line. There were several occasions throughout the 2019 season where the ball would pop out inside the five. You're like, how does this keep happening to a guy that runs so physical and is so strong, but it just keep, it just kept doing it. Uh, but again, that's something I feel like he would have gone into this, to the offseason preparing for the NFL draft, preparing for the combine, you know, the, doing the work that he does, looking to correct that. Uh, the other thing I think is, you know, he, you know he, he's got enough accuracy, but he's not going to be like the pinpoint passer where – you know, he's not going to hit guys every single time right in the window, uh, whether it's in the short passing game or, or deep down the field. But I think he's got enough accuracy. I think that's something that he's going to have to continue to work on. Um, yeah, I think a lot of it is just the the finer points of being a quarterback in the NFL and just, you know, reading the defense, going through progressions, things like that, where a lot of times in Lincoln Riley's offense, it's, you know, one or two, you know, you have one or two options in, in the passing game. And then after that, Jalen's running. And that's okay. I mean, that, right. that works a lot in the in the college game. A lot of times your first read is going to be right there and, and wide open, especially in a Lincoln-Riley offense that is so good at scheming wide receivers open. Uh, but I, I think those are just some of the things. And I think that's that's true for a lot of rookie quarterbacks is they got to come mm-hmm. in. Very, very few rookie quarterbacks come into the NFL ready to read a defense, ready to work through three, four you know, wide receivers in their progression and – have enough accuracy especially in nfl pockets that are not nearly as clean as what he faced in the college game and so i I think it's just the rookie learning curve and and with the more experience that he gets i think it's going to continue to benefit him because he's going to learn as he goes he's he's not going to be somebody who just kind of chalks you know a mistake up to oh that was just that game he's going to take it seriously and try to improve upon it so he doesn't make the same mistake again agreed i absolutely agree with that i just his ball placement, though, is phenomenal. I know that you were talking about his accuracy. I want two people to understand those are two different things, though, because mm-hmm. it, it might not be an accurate ball that he throws, but that ball is going to get into the wide receiver's hands no matter what. It finds its way there. Yeah, it's, it's insane. I love his ball placement. But I would say the one thing that I think he needs to work on is, uh, like you said, he is known. I mean, he showed it immediately in Green Bay, which, I mean, you're getting – I mean, you're benching course once in the second half. You're throwing Jalen out there and said – just do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did do a lot of one reads and then just take off and run. I think that's going to continue to happen with four games left in the season. I don't think that's going to change much, but I w- that is something I would like to see improve that he goes through his reads a little bit fat- a little bit better. Uh, the other thing is, like I said, I talked about the hitch. That needs to change. The three seconds it takes to release the ball, that can't happen in the NFL. Uh, Got to get his feet set. Rarely does he get his feet set. And that's the one thing I noticed at Oklahoma, too. I mean, he, he likes to just get the ball out of there. It doesn't matter what stance he's in. But that does affect you in the NFL. It's going to cause a lot of turnovers. So that's something that I would like to see him work on. 
And I think for the fumbling issue, Eagles fans are pretty used to that because Carson Wentz is one of the huge, mm-hmm. huge fumblers in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Jalen Hurts' fumbling issues are on par with what Carson Wentz's are. So I think we'll live with some of his fumbles. Right. Uh, but that is something obviously you want to correct, especially as a runner like Jalen, because Carson Wentz is athletic and he is a runner. Uh, they try to limit him more into a pocket passer now with all his injury history. But Jalen is a better runner than him. So uh, if you try to contain Jalen's running, you're just limiting what he could possibly do as a threat at quarterback. So I do think he's going to be – I liken him to a poor man's Cam Newton in terms of running because I do think he runs with the same velocity, same tenacity, and same phys- physicality. Really, he's a power runner. He's not like a Lamar Jackson, and he's not like a Kyler Murray with the elusiveness and all that stuff. He's He'll run it right into your linebacker and pound him and dare him to take him down, and I like that. I mean – I don't love it for my quarterback, but I do like the the tenacity that Jalen Hurts brings to the game. I just there's just some vibes you get from him. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a winner, no matter what he wins. So it's hard for me to think that this guy won't come into the NFL and be a winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, and I think that's one of the reasons the Philadelphia Eagles felt comfortable drafting him in the second round. You know, I think most people probably had a you know a third round grade on him at, at the highest. I th- I thought he was going to be around the fourth. Uh, you know, I think at, at the most optimistic, maybe the third. And that's, you know, from a Sooners fan who thought, I think, the, the world of Jalen Hurts. I think, you know, coming to Oklahoma was great for his you know career and it was great for the Sooners, obviously. I just, you know, I thought there was some limitations that were going to keep him from getting drafted in the top, you know, 60 or so. And so, yeah, there, there are definitely tools there. And a lot of, like I said, a lot of the things that you love about Jalen Hurts are the intangible things that you can't measure. You can't, you can't see right. on, on film. You can't see on a stat sheet. Uh, you know, I'm, I love stats. Like I love to look at stat sheets, pro football focus, shout out to pro football focus, go sign up, get you, get you a pro football focus account over there. Uh, but you can't, you can't measure those things. They're, they're just things that like momentum, you know, it's, it's heart, it's, you know, resiliency, it's uh, toughness, it's mental toughness. Those things you can't measure. Those are the things that people are going to find out about Jalen hurts. And, 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 Knowing what I know about Philadelphia, the the few t- the one time I've been there, and the, my dad grew up across the river in, in uh, New Jersey, um, is that you know toughness is a very important quality, and those intangibles like heart, toughness, resiliency, those are really important qualities to you know to Philadelphians, um, and I think that's the thing. Those are the things that people are going to really fall in love with with Jalen Hurts. The Cowboys were interested in him. They did have the pre-draft visit with him. Yeah. Did you ever, did you ever think there was a possibility that he would be on a Dallas Cowboy? It would have depended on where. You know, I, like I said, I think if it had been in the fourth round, I think there would have been discussions. I don't think that they would have been prepared to take him much higher than that, just because of of Dak Prescott. You know, they they had so many other areas where they needed to invest draft picks, and quarterback wasn't really one of them. But, you know, I'd, I'd have been happy to see it. You know, I was finally happy to see the, the Cowboys draft an Oklahoma Sooner. I'd been begging them to do that for years now, whether it was <laughs> Sterling Shepard or D.D. Westbrook or Mark Andrews. Uh, and then they finally took they took the best wide receiver they've had in the last decade in C.D. Lamb. And so uh, I was absolutely ecstatic about that. But, it, you know, it was really cool to see Jalen go in the top fit or top 60 or so. I can't remember what, what it was overall, but. Uh, it's 53. Yeah. It's a 53 pick. So, yeah, you know, it was really cool to see him get, you know, do that because I think it's just a credit to the the work that he put in to improve his game and to improve his draft stock. You know, I mean, he, he could, you know, the other thing I think that's really, really underrated is 
his willingness to sit behind Tua for a whole year. I mean, he could have transferred before that season even and found a place to go play quarterback and got two more years as a starter. In. But he, I don't know. It was, it was really – it was kind of a cool, like, moment. And I think, you know, we talked we talked a lot about it during his time at Alabama when he was still in college. But you haven't really heard much about it in the last couple of years, just kind of what kind of teammate that showed that he was willing to, to just go ahead and do Wild. that. He's loyal. Yeah, loyal to his team. I respect. Loyal. And then you know, and then the other thing I, I want to mention is, um, you know, the Oklahoma Sooners' current starting quarterback Spencer Rattler credits a lot of his kind of off-season workouts, his game preparation, his week-long preparation for games. He credits that to Jalen Hurts and just showing him how to be, you know, he he says like a professional, but you know, showing him how to prepare like a quarterback of an elite college football program. And he credits Jalen Hurts for that. And I and I think that's something that you know, Eagles fans should be excited about it too, is that not only is he preparing in that way, but the way he's preparing for football games and preparing his body in the off season, it's infectious to other players as well. That is it's incredibly important. I mean, he can't, it just seems like people gravitate towards him. It seems like players gravitate towards him and uh, his just character is infectious. It seems like uh, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I don't think this team, this city, this organization really is ready to give up on cars so much just yet. But at least we could be rest assured if Carson is not the answer, if this isn't his future with this team, at least they got somebody that, you know, they might actually have a diamond in the rough anyways in Jalen Hurts. I I'm excited. No matter whatever happens, I'm 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 pumped for it, man. I'm ready for it. I, either it's Carson Wentz or Jalen Hurts. I, I cheer for the wings on the helmet, but I think that they have they have something in Jalen Hurts. That's what I think. I, I truly believe it. I'm still on the Carson Wentz train. I think that they should just go into next year, both quarterbacks, try a new coaching staff, see, let the new coaching staff decide. But, I mean, I think if you're into – I think anybody that – I mean, I, I understand that he was a second-round pick. Uh, he had his limitations. But I think you're in denial if you don't think this kid has some kind of special – something special about him. Just It's there. It glows off him. It's radiant. So, John, before I let you go, my last thing for you is, since you are locked on Sooners, post, what is it going to take to Lincoln Riley get to the NFL, man? I mean, he's so close. Howie Roseman and him have a really tight relationship. Uh, Lincoln was really a huge voice on why Howie drafted Jalen Rager in round one and, and uh, Jalen Hurts in round two. What does I mean? Do we got to back up the brain truck at this guy's house? Like, do we have to? Does he have to win a national championship first in college for this to happen? Like, what is it going to take, man? That's a really great question. I I just think he's really happy at Oklahoma. You know, I I yeah, don't I you know, and and you know, I've talked about this on both you know, lock, you know, Cowboys podcast, writing over inside the star dot com, um, you know, Sooners podcast. I don't necessarily think that the NFL is necessarily like the pinnacle of football coaching. You know, I, I mean, it's great. Like, it's great to have a, a great, call, you know, NFL job. Like, if you're Bill Belichick, you're like, obviously, you're the best of the best. But I don't think anybody's looking at Nick Saban and thinking, oh, man, he should go to the NFL. He's he's missing out. Like, his legacy isn't complete until he goes and wins one in the NFL. I, I don't think anybody thinks that way. I think college has established itself as its own game. And for college coaches, you know, like Davo Sweeney, Nick Saban, you know, they can establish these legacies at these programs without having to make a jump to the NFL. And so, you know, I think he's got a lot of loyalty to Oklahoma at this point in time. You know, Bob Stoops kind of stepped aside. 
uh, in the, I think it was the 2017 off season and, uh, or yeah, the 2017 spring and said, all right, I'm handing the keys to Lincoln Riley. Like it was, he, I'm ready for him. I'm ready for him to take over. And it was really an unprecedented move uh, from kind of a legendary football coach for the program to, to do that. And so I don't think Lincoln is any hurry to go to the, to the next level. I think, you know, obviously he wants to win a national championship. That's, that's a high priority for him and, and for the Sooners, but I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's necessarily a prerequisite. Like if he wins one, then all of a sudden he's ready to ready to bounce. I, I just think he he's really happy at Oklahoma. He's he and, and the Oklahoma athletic department have done a really great job at kind of overhauling their social media game and, uh, in their recruiting game, They're, they've become one of the better recruiting teams in the country. And especially with the way that they use social media to do so, uh, he, he just, he relates to his players uh, at such a deep level. And so, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I, I know Cowboys fans have been kind of longing for him for a few years now, uh, even when Jason Garrett was still the head, head coach. And I've even seen some Cowboys fans ready to move on from Mike McCarthy and try and figure out a way to bring in Lincoln Riley. But I just think he he likes where he's at right now, and and maybe someday he'll move on, but I don't think that's going to be any time in the next few years. Neither do I, unfortunately. But I mean, when you're a quarterback whisperer like Lincoln Riley, the way that you get you maximize the quarterback production mm-hmm. from no matter who's back there, you have to bring that guy to the NFL. You have to have him work with NFL caliber quarterbacks. I just I know I think you're right. I think he's completely happy where he is. I I completely agree with the fact that. You don't have to be a good college coach and have to go to the NFL. You can enjoy a legacy there. Great examples by you as always for bringing those up, the Nick Saban and Davo Sweeney. I would love for him to be the Philadelphia Eagles head coach. That's my would be my ideal target this offseason. Chip Kelly's stigma does not ruin me at all. Right. I would completely go all in on Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley's a way better college coach than Chip Kelly was at Oregon anyway. So I would be completely all in on Lincoln Riley. I just... Like you said, I don't think it's going to happen. I think he's fine with where he's at. Well, as much as you know, Lincoln Riley throws the ball, and I think he gets known for his quarterback play and for the passing offenses that they have. He he wants to run the football. Like he wants power mm. running game. You know, they run those card guard tackle ca- uh, counter plays. They run a lot of dive iso, a lot of stretch. I mean, he wants balance. Like you know, he he would work in the yeah. NFL because he's not trying to run those wide sweeps like they like Chip Kelly did at Oregon. Like Lincoln Riley's offense could translate to the NFL because there's a lot of power to his game. Uh, Absolutely. And so I I think that's where there's a big difference. But I, yeah, I think he'd be an excellent NFL head coach. I think the Eagles and about 25, 26 other teams in the NFL would love to have him as their head coach. Uh, For a Sooners fan, I'm not ready for him to bounce yet. I I, I don't want him moving on. I think, you know, we've, because we've got, you know, Spencer Rattler was the number one quarterback in his class in 2021. We've got the number one quarterback coming in that class as well you know it's like every couple of years he's going to have the top quarterback recruit and so as long as he's there they're going to keep getting quarterbacks it's going to be quarterback university you know they continue to recruit skill really is. yeah skill position players left and right it's ridiculous the defense is actually finally starting to to show that hey we're oklahoma we play defense at oklahoma not like we have in the last 10 years and so yeah I, i'm hope i'm hopeful that he doesn't move on anytime soon because it'd be really hard to replace him the last three quarterbacks for them to start the last three years got picked within the first 53 picks in the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Yeah. Two number one picks and one in the second round, the 53rd pick. I mean, credit to Lincoln Riley, credit to Oklahoma, credit to the, it is quarterback you. It's turning into quarterback you for sure. 
And I agree with you on that sentiment about Lincoln Riley in the run game. They have had some talented running backs come out of Oklahoma recently. So I agree with you with that. I, 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 I would love to see Lincoln Riley in the NFL. I think he would survive. And really, I think he'd be the next Sean McVay. I think he'd be better than Sean McVay. I really think he would come in the NFL and dominate it. And I think many teams have probably already begged him before. Uh, I just, I don't think he's going to make the move either. I agree with you. But John, thanks for coming on, my man. I greatly appreciate it. Again, uh, the Cowboys brawl is taking off. You and Pastor Carl doing a fantastic job talking about the Cowboys. I mean, obviously we aren't really fond of the Cowboys over here at the Eagles brawl, but you guys are, they definitely have the right team in place. Uh, the right, hopefully next year when both of our teams are in better shapes, we'll have more of a rivalry going on between the podcast. Yeah. Uh, right now we're just trying to argue who's going to get a better pick yeah. right now. Just limp into the finish line. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I, the fact that the Giants in Washington that doesn't even have a football name, a uh, uh, football team name, are running, are running away with this division right now is just, just shows you what 2020 is going on. I mean, I texted Carl this year because I, I said it myself, and I, I truly believe this. When Dak Prescott went down and to see what the Cowboys have looked like since he's gone down, it shows you how good he is. Like, wow. Like, this season has showed me how important Dak Prescott is to the Cowboys, how talented he is because – Without him, they're oh, yep. it's not pretty. Right. It is not pretty. It's not like Andy Dalton's a bad quarterback, but it's just like he can't he can't win. Will this team to win? Dak Prescott could will that team to win. So uh, I, I thought that's really the storyline for me this season for the Dallas Cowboys. Is it showed you? I think it showed Jerry too because I mean the contract talks were going on that this team isn't really good, and Dak's making it that much better. Now you show how how important he is to you when he's not out there. Uh, you better pay that man. Hundred percent, and it boggles my mind that there are still Cowboys fans out there that are ready to move on from him. You know, they they uh, it doesn't make sense. They, I don't know. I don't know how you can watch that season, this season right now, and now think we're in better shape without that guy. We should try somebody else. Right. Well, and I mean, you know, some of it is people overrate the salary cap. They overrate draft picks. You know, they see that we're going to have a top, you know, five or six draft pick, and they want they want the shiny new toy and Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields or Zach Wilson or whoever. But I think people quickly forget the quarterback purgatory from 2000 to 2006 that the Dallas Cowboys were in. And when you get a guy that's shown to be as good as he is, you don't just move on. You know, like, you know, he's improved every year. And this year he was on pace before he got injured for like 6,000 passing yards. Like that's, that's not a mistake. And so, you know, obviously there, you know, there, there are things that all quarterbacks can work on and, and some of the turnovers that he was, kind of at fault for early in the season. Um, you, know, you want him to clean those things up, but Dak's, are, Dak's the guy. They've they've said it. He said he wants to be the guy. He's not planning on going anywhere. So I don't get why Cowboys fans are still uh, kind of riding this belief that they can find better quarterback play somewhere else. The only quarterback that I would argue in this draft that you could take over him is Trevor Lawrence, and you have to have the first pick to get him. Yeah. And you know, that's not happening. I wouldn't take any other quarterback over Dak and, and, and with that, and you know, I, I've I've had this argument with people on Twitter. I'm not arguing with you, but it's like you're still hoping that Trevor Lawrence is going to be better True. than Dak. That's still a projection, yeah. Because you look, you know, take, yeah, you're right. I wouldn't take anybody over Dak. Right. It's just if, from a talent wise, I you could make an argument no, for Trevor. Absolutely. I mean, he's you know he's you know he's as good a quarterback as come out in the draft in in a few years. But, you know, I, like I look back to even Dak Prescott's draft class, you got Jared Goff going one, Carson Wentz going two. 
And now how do we feel about those quarterbacks? I don't think many people would take either of those quarterbacks over Dak Prescott at this point. Majority would, yeah, majority would say Dak's the best quarterback from that class. Yeah. And I mean, and so like, and so as, right as much as, you know, I, I think Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, I think they're both going to be good NFL quarterbacks and for different reasons, depending on what scheme they get into. Uh, I still have a hard time taking a rookie quarterback over a guy that has proven to be one of the top, and I'll say five to 10 quarterbacks in the NFL. It's true. And he, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with our, our co-host Giovanni Hamilton. Uh, he, Dak Prescott actually messaged him after he made the videos telling him he hopes he heals up. He, he thanked him and he DM'd him on Instagram and said, I hope I can hear you at an Eagles game next year cheering against me. Yeah. So it was cool. It was a cool moment to see Dak Prescott actually noticed that Giovanni made that video and reached out to him personally on his Instagram. Right. He said, let him know that he saw it and thanked him. Like, yeah. It's hard not to root for – I mean, as much as Eagles fans hate the guy, I mean, and hate the team, I really should say, not hate the guy. But, I mean, he lost his mom to breast cancer before, before he gets drafted to his NFL team, loses his brother to suicide. I, it's hard not to root for that guy. Yeah, absolutely. And, I do, I, yeah, rivalries aside, you can find you can find guys on your rival's team that are well, you know worthy of being rooted, rooted for, you know. Yeah. I think, you know, for me, like as I look at the Eagles – I was always, I see your LaShawn McCoy jersey there in the back. Like that shady was my guy, man. Fantasy football yeah. like, for years. That was the guy I always went after. You know, Zach Ertz, just the guy that he is. And I, I always love the interactions between him and Julie. And, you know, I'm, I'm Julie's husband or something like that. And things like that. Uh, you, know, you just, you just kind of love those things and you kind of you root for those kind of guys. And, you know, and then I know a lot of people are still kind of out on Michael Vick, but, you know, just the, the turnaround that he made in his life. Yeah. I, I saw that Mike, that Vic Jersey there too. And um, you know, you, you root for guys that are willing to like, that are able to rebound and kind of turn things around in their lives. And so, you know, yeah, I think rivalries aside, you know, the, the people under the helmet are still people and you know, there's, there's a, it's okay to root for them. I think don't. I don't think they'll be listening. You don't have to worry, but yeah, there is a human side of the game yeah. for sure. I completely agree. John, thanks for hopping on, man. It was a great talk with hey, you. Hey, man, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Of course, man. What's going on, everybody? It's Eagles Brawl co-host Connor Miles. And I just want to let you know about our partnership with DraftKings. Football is here, and so is your shot at millions. Thanks to our sponsorship with DraftKings, all new players can play for free for millions with your first deposit. So let me just let you know how it works real quick. So, you go to DraftKings and you create your first ever DFS account with DraftKings. You make a deposit, minimum $5, and DraftKings will credit your account with a free entry to numerous of contests that can win you millions. Just go to dkng.co slash brawlpod to play. That's dkng.co slash b-r-a-w-l P-O-D to play. Quick act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details and go over there and sign up and support your favorite Eagles podcast, Eagles Brawl. What's going on, everybody? It's Connor Miles, co-host of the Eagles Brawl here. I just want to give a quick shout out to one of our sponsors. That's Manscaped. Go ahead. The holidays are here. It's time to get your loved ones trimmed and nicely trimmed, that is, by going to manscaped.com and using promo code BRAWL. That's 
B-R-A-W-L to get 20% off your order plus free shipping. You know it. He knows it. He needs to trim up. Go to manscaped.com. Get 20% off your order and free shipping when using promo code BRAWL. B-R-A-W-L. Support your favorite Eagles podcast, Eagles Brawl, when purchasing an item off of Manscaped.com and also take care of that person you love. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.